I'm author and athlete Brad Kearns. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life. Visit bradkearns.com for great resources on healthy eating, exercise, and lifestyle. And here we go with the show. I don't want to live to be 160 years old if I'm shriveled up, uh, shuffling around with no libido and no energy. So even if something can intervene and dramatically extend lifespan if you uh, swear off food. I delay settling into the couch as much as possible or as long as possible every night. Instead, take a walk in the neighborhood, stand somewhere. You can even stand and watch uh, part of your uh, digital entertainment. We simply didn't evolve to stand on two legs just to go back to sitting. In contrast, a sure sign that some of your dials are getting turned down is a tendency to run cold in the hands and the feet. Uh, That's indicative of a slow metabolism or a protective metabolism because you're overdoing it with locomotion. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, There's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. (laughs) Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a -a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Hey, listeners, I'm pleased to dig into the file and tee up some wonderful Q&A from a most astute group of listeners. And I love getting into some rapid fire where we have a bunch of questions, hopefully relevant to a lot of people, give a nice, concise answer, move to the next one, move to the next one. But on this particular show, uh, this is going to frame an entire show because the dialogue is so compelling and it's so topical right now on the heels of my interview with Jay Feldman, Energy Balance podcast host, and also my four-part series uh, reflections on the energy balance idea and the idea of optimizing metabolism by being active and giving yourself the fuel you need in all the uh, macronutrient departments uh, as opposed to the dangers and the risks of stacking too many stressors, in particular vigorous exercise and a busy, active, energetic day with calorie restriction, carbohydrate restriction, time-restricted feeding, um, Jay's epic quote that opened the door for 
our our interview and my follow-up comments uh, where he said fasting turns on stress hormones as does keto and low carb. And so uh, this young listener, Dan Patterson, 20 years old, uh, wrote me a lengthy email and it really was a cause for reflection. He sent it a long time ago and we haven't uh, talked about it on on the program until now. So we're going to have uh, this back and forth for some extensive back and forth between he and I about the potential benefits of a faster metabolism to counter uh, this frequent notion that a slower metabolism will promote longevity. So here we go. Enjoy. And this email has been sitting here for a while, but it's very topical now since my published interview with Jay Feldman and the concept of energy balance and my four-part series of reflections on the energy balance and the idea of fueling yourself optimally to minimize the stress response that we often trigger in the interest of following these restrictive diets with a whole bunch of touted health benefits. That would be fasting, time-restricted feeding, low-carb, ketogenic diet, that kind of thing. Um, We also have been told, it's been prominently uh, communicated, that calorie restriction has a profound longevity benefit, and it's the single most uh, uh, impactful intervention in laboratory animals to extend lifespan. And this is mainly from research with rats. Uh, On one of Jay Feldman's shows, I don't think it was on our interview, but one of his own shows, he was talking about how uh, a lot of this research can be uh, aggressively challenged because most of it's coming from Uh, studies with laboratory rats where they're eating their rat chow diet and they either eat a ton of junk food on their rat chow diet or they restrict their intake of this junk food and experience a longer lifespan. So that has uh, minimal um, relevance to the human trying to extend lifespan. And so we definitely must call into question this idea that minimizing caloric intake is going to be directly correlated with longevity. And uh, Jay and Mike Fave on a show were talking about uh, other prominently attributed research on other creatures. One of them was a um, the sea elegans. It's a sea creature that if you restrict calories, it has this amazing sixfold increase in lifespan. Uh, but it was observed that the animal, the creature basically goes into hibernation when they restrict calories. So again, um, in the epic words of Ben Greenfield, uh, I don't want to live to be 160 years old if I'm shriveled up, uh, shuffling around with no libido and no energy. So even if something can intervene and dramatically extend lifespan, if you uh, swear off food or whatever, um, that's a really good point that we want to have a Uh, wonderful, vital, energetic, productive life for as long as possible, extend that health span rather than obsessing on uh, just living more years. And so with that opening, listen to Dan's compelling uh, starting point. Uh, I've heard Mark Sisson over the last several years say, what's the least amount of food and calories I can get away with and still thrive? Um, And so that concept of being Uh, metabolically efficient, is indeed very popular. We've talked about it in books about building this closed loop system where you are very good at manufacturing energy internally by burning body fat, 
by liberating glycogen from storage, turning it into glucose, by making ketones if necessary, and uh, not needing to overfeed, which is the common pattern of the modern human. Uh, so that's obvious on the uh, the very common extreme example of people living their lives, eating too much food routinely every single day, not moving enough. Uh, some of the food or a lot of the food is nutrient deficient. Therefore, there's a lot of extra calories stored because of this broken metabolism and adverse dietary habits. And a lot of those dietary habits to consume excess calories are due to uh, dysfunction with generating cellular energy. For example, consuming uh, refined industrial seed oils inhibits your ability to burn stored body fat because these uh, toxic molecules get integrated into healthy fat still fat cells, rendering them difficult to burn. And so um, thinking about this least amount of food and calories that I can get away with and still thrive, um, that's a, an awakening for a lot of people that are overeating and uh, overstoring body fat. Uh, when I've heard Mark talk about this, I think the main and most important context to appreciate is him drawing this uh, connection to the popular trend or practice of over-exercising in order to get away with consuming more food, especially nutrient-deficient processed food treats and things. And this is a nod to the extreme exercise community where they're even admitting that a big reason why they're putting in so many hours on the treadmill or on the road is so they can get a free pass to enjoy uh, pints of ice cream in the evening. And so we definitely want to escape from that flawed mentality of calories in, calories out, particularly the idea that you can uh, exercise away a bad diet. Uh, so back to Dan's email here. Uh, on one hand, consuming food is a burden in the sense that we want to get by by eating less often and maybe even less calories. We'd rather feast like a lion than graze like a cow or a gorilla and always be using our digestive system. Uh, you've also entertained the notion that we want a slow metabolism if we want to live long. Reptiles are notorious for long lives, which may be attributed to their eating habits. I think they only feast once in a while. We know people, uh, anyone who has a pet snake knows that you uh, go to the store, buy a couple mice every week, and the snake's happy uh, sitting there in the cage. Uh, but again, like the example of the sea elegans, the sea creature, um, you know, uh, having a long lifespan by eating infrequently or eating minimally might not be of appeal in regular practical terms for the uh, average human that uh, wants to enjoy uh, vital energetic life. So uh, again, here's Dan. I love this less food, slower metabolism notion for a while, but recently I had a pivot in thinking and I no, you have had also, Brad, because you moved from big salad guy to a more animal-based approach. Okay, here's a big kicker. And guess what? This guy's only 20 years old. So he says, as a young guy, I want to be able to eat more and move more. Life should almost be a game of who can burn the most calories 
without overdoing it and encountering chronic inflammation and uh, systemic breakdown, uh, uh, suppressed immune function, and all those things that happen. I'm not suggesting chronic cardio. Uh, now, he calls himself a former uh, reformed extreme endurance athlete because he was running 80 miles a week and doing marathons uh, in his teenage years. Cross-country, high school team, um, we were fueled by pasta parties and often sleep deprivation. So now, as I embrace this eat more, move more concept, let's not be confusing this with the misguided weight loss advice to eat less and move more. Okay, so we know that's uh, garbage. But what about this eat more, move more concept? Um, it reminds me of my discussion with Jay, and we hit on that point. Reminds me of my great interviews with Dr. Tommy Wood, where that memorable soundbite where he says he cancels his active fit health clients to eat as much nutritious food as they can until they add a pound of body fat and then turn the dial down a bit. And he was making uh, a humorous reference to some of the um, diet logs that were submitted by his clients where they said, breakfast, two eggs, half an avocado, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he says, come on, man, eat a real breakfast. Make it six eggs and a full avocado. Because if you're an athlete, you're going to get higher levels of all those critical nutrients, uh, micronutrients, macronutrients that you need. So eating maximum nutritious food to maximize your nutrient intake will then predictably allow you to turn up all those dials that we keep talking about in my interview with Jay and in my follow-up comments where we have uh, immune function, we have reproductive function, libido, we have uh, cellular repair and recovery from exercise, and then we have, of course, the energy, the caloric energy expended during exercise. So now we can kind of warm up to this uh, awakening that this young listener had, eat more, move more. Because guess what happens when you try to uh, restrict caloric intake and maintain uh, exercise output or increase exercise output. That's right. All those other dials are going to turn down. The most extreme example would be amenorrhea, the cessation of menstruation experienced by elite female endurance athletes who are training like crazy. Their body fat drops below that critical threshold for reproductive fitness and they stop menstruating. Um, not necessarily a healthy thing, but of course a necessary, oftentimes a necessary concession to pursuing those marginal gains of elite peak performance. But for most listeners who are not trying to qualify for the Olympics, we want to be, uh, we want to maintain our reproductive fitness as well as our physical fitness and figure out how to balance those. Um, and Dan is talking about furthering this concept of eating more, moving more, it really gets to that primal blueprint law number two, move frequently at a slow pace, just like our ancestors, and how critically important that is for health to be active throughout the day. Um, the great research from Dr. Ponser in the book Burn and on our podcast where he studied the Hadza and revealed that they have incredibly active daily lives, but it's not extreme exercise at all. They are doing mostly walking around and moving but they do not have those prolonged periods of stillness, which we are now aware of from the media headlines, sitting is the new smoking. And the relevance there is that uh, it's found that stillness promotes chronic inflammation. And that is that uh, horrible health trend, that health condition that represents the root cause of all disease. 
and to spare you from the scientific explanation. And I think Ponser uh, revealed that it's not exactly clear why this happens, except for that the human organism is compelled to move. We want to move our muscles and joints and connective tissue. We don't want them frozen in fixed positions, especially sitting. And the great work of Katie Bowman, you can listen to some of our podcasts and the online multimedia educational course called Don't Just Sit There, which is now available on my website if you look at online courses. But that's essentially Katie's life's work is to convince all of us, uh, even the athletic-minded who think that uh, knocking out a workout and then sitting around all day is giving us a, uh, a healthy scoreboard. Uh, instead, we want to find ways to move our body in varied ways throughout the day. So the Don't Just Sit There online course is about uh, integrating into a stand-up desk experience, but way beyond that, it's really uh, integrating into a variable workplace experience where, yep, you have a stand-up opportunity, you also have a sitting opportunity, perhaps you have a low desk where you can sit on the ground, and you want to change positions throughout the day and have as much variation as possible. Of course, that includes taking uh, frequent breaks for walking, uh, micro-workouts, uh, counter-balancing exercises. Uh, one of them I can remember from uh, Katie's videos in the course are the wall angels, you know, like snow angel on the ground when you lay down in the snow and make flap your wings. So if you stand against a flat wall and make those angels with your uh, arms glued to the wall as they go through range of motion, it's an excellent counterbalance to the hunched over position that we uh, are engaged in so frequently or for such long duration when we're typing on a keyboard, handling a mobile device, driving in our car to get to the office to type on a keyboard and handle our mobile device, uh, even pedaling a bicycle, swimming. We have a lot of hunched over uh, activation and then not a lot of that opening up. So you can try those wall angels uh, when you take a five minute break from work every half hour or so. Um, Again, back to Dan getting through this lengthy email. Um, sitting down is the modern chronic disease that no one's talking about. I guess it's not that exciting or sexy to talk about moving around at a slow pace as the key to longevity and health. Um, but uh, one thing he observes is that sitting is contagious and it should be reserved for small portions of the morning and the evening. Um, why is it contagious? Because the people are around. If your partner wants to watch Netflix at night, you're going to want to watch Netflix too. Uh, so personally, Dan says, I delay settling into the couch as much as possible or as long as possible every night. Instead, take a walk in the neighborhood, stand somewhere. You can even stand and watch uh, part of your uh, digital entertainment. We simply didn't evolve to stand on two legs just to go back to sitting. Hey, good point. So, if we want to stay lean, strong, healthy, happy, productive, and free from disease, we should be always on the move. Um, we talk about the elite athletes who eat like crazy and train like crazy. They don't cram their workouts into small windows, however. They're moving all the time uh, with some occasional bouts of intensity. Intensity, very interesting point. So even in the explosive sports, like the elite track and field athletes that I've had the privilege of watching on occasion, they are going to have a relatively long practice session because they have the luxury of time. This is the essence and the, the centerpiece of their day. So they might be at the track for two and a half hours, but what they're doing is uh, stretching, mobility work, foam rolling, easy warm-ups, uh, relatively easy drills 
then into the the meat of their session where they might be putting in some challenging repetitions on the track and then they will integrate uh, some comfortably paced stuff, some cool down, and they're moving throughout this longer duration workout, but it's not like they're running in circles uh, and, and going crazy and burning a lot of energy for the whole time. Uh, but overall, it serves to make for a day of uh, extensive movement in the case of the elite athlete. Now, uh, here is the recreational athlete who does not have the luxury of two and a half hour uh, exercise sessions. So they're going to go to the track, knock out their track workout, and then go sit in the office for hours afterward. And that has a much uh, more adverse impact on one's health than being active. Uh, There's a good plug for people in the, the physical labor uh, career paths because they are moving throughout the day and that gives them a really bump up on anyone who's got an office job knowledge worker where they're uh, sitting in a fixed position so we're obligated all of us to move around frequently and if you are uh, hustling through the warehouse all day long then guess what when you get your 20 minute break you can sit down <laughs> flip open your mobile device and enjoy some uh, some sedentary time to balance all that activity but for the rest of us Really interesting to think about that. Hey, man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gaines Wave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainsway from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainsway providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Now, here's a uh, contention. Let's say we have some identical twins. Again, this is Dan's letter. What an incredible uh, 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 presentation from a a young guy, 20 years old. Uh, We have identical twins, let's say. They're the same weight and body composition. The twin who can eat more food, healthy, nutritious food, we're going to assume, without gaining weight, is going to be significantly healthier 
the person who can eat more calories and stay lean is living their life and likely going to be protected from illness, disease. Uh, They're going to be more energetic and they're like a furnace and we should aspire to that rather than trying to uh, minimize things. So I answered, Dan, yes, that makes a lot of sense that having an efficient metabolism is better than an impaired metabolism. And so we all want to strive for this uh, goal, this attribute of being metabolically flexible. And that does include uh, being able to go for a, a period of time without food, right? And tap into fat burning. But when we try to make that a daily routine to the extreme or to the extent that we are in a mindset of uh, minimizing uh, our overall caloric intake, we're simply going to turn down those dials and we're going to have a less active, vibrant lifestyle. The body is very, very good at adapting to reduce caloric intake. So back to back to Dr. Tommy's contention, we should strive to be uh, consuming as many nutritious calories as possible uh, without, you know, adding body fat. And then, which is, by the way, very, very difficult to do if you are eating nutritious calories because your appetite and your satiety signals are going to be on point to the extent that you're going to eat the food that you need and not be compelled to um, consume extra food as we're so familiar with when we allow junk food into our lives and we finish the whole bag of potato chips or the whole pint of ice cream. Now, um, if you're trying to consume as much nutritious food as possible, guess what? Um, You might be compelled to be more active and energetic. Uh, There's research about this fidgeting response uh, where certain people are fidgeters more so than others, and it's believed that they burn more daily calories, and this is highly uh, genetically influenced. However, it is known that obese people are less fidgety and less active at rest than people who uh, have this attribute. So if you see a lean, healthy, energetic person, and they have a tendency to uh, tap their leg under the table when seated at the conference room for a meeting that's going on too long, you can tell that this is uh, the human trying to uh, optimize health by even maintaining some level of activity uh, while they're sitting in a chair. Really interesting. And so uh, it's worth uh, testing out. And I've talked on the Energy Balance Reflections shows how I was inspired to perform an experiment. uh, And that would be, uh, instead of allowing my morning to unfold with very frequently fasting for an extended period before having a proper meal somewhere around midday or just allowing uh, dark chocolate consumption to to flow into the morning hours but not a proper meal. Uh, Now I'm making a devoted effort to start my day as soon as I'm done with my morning exercise routine with a big bowl of fresh fruit and a giant, very nutritious, very satisfying uh, super fuel protein smoothie with the centerpiece ingredients, things like uh, grass-fed whey protein isolate and creatine. I'm coming out with a product very soon, so you too can get on the smoothie train. Uh, but it's made a wonderful difference, I believe, in my uh, energy stability during the day, uh, as opposed to having uh, some crash and burn episodes that I've complained about for many years. Hopefully, I can uh, report back after many more months and say that I'm recovering better and uh, having better workout performance too. Uh, but I'll be careful with any exclamations until I really feel it and have some really good validation for that. Um, But here's the interesting thing. After six weeks of consuming substantially 
more daily calories. So I've gone out of my way to kind of open up the throttle and allow a liberal intake of only healthy, nutritious foods, right? I'm not taking a free pass to once again bring uh, the pints of ice cream back into the home, but it's all the good stuff, the extra fruit, extra dark chocolate, uh, going in for the raw honeycomb uh, inspired by Dr. Paul Saladino. So I got the free honey pass there and I'll take a spoonful here, a spoonful there, Uh, but just not as worried about banking any fasted hours whatsoever. In other words, there's nothing on the clock that's uh, that's part of my goal to uh, withhold calories until a certain uh, a certain clock strikes. Okay, and I weigh the uh, the same, and my body composition is as good or better. I put up a a photo on Instagram to show you that six pack and try to gather more uh, followers through salacious means. Thank you very much. But I'm just trying to. Uh, tell you my story, be real, be authentic, and also share the good news because it has been an interesting revelation. All other things being equal, somehow my body is adapting to increase caloric intake without adding body fat and only perhaps improving or maintaining um, optimal body composition. So that's my early insight. More to come on that. Okay, back to more comments from Dan Patterson. Um, let's put this concept into practical action. How about this? Try walking on a treadmill slowly, like one to three miles per hour for an hour or two, instead of sitting on the couch. And those of you who have access to treadmill desks, um, I remember when we installed these in the primal offices, oh, probably 10 years ago now. So everyone got a fancy fun treadmill desk and the office people were so excited uh, that they really went for it right out of the gate. And I remember one coworker announced that she had amassed, I think it was nine miles during a workday, an eight-hour workday, which of course is incredibly slow pace for the treadmill, right? Uh, that's one mile an hour or something like that, which you can almost not feel. But uh, walking nine miles is a huge difference from sitting in a chair all day. And so um, Dan says, if you try this for a couple hours, you might need to eat more if you add hours of slow walking to your daily routine. But guess what? You might even lean out more and you certainly won't be compromising your health in any way. Uh, If you don't have access to the treadmill desk or you can't take a couple extra hours of your day to test this out by walking further, uh, you can get into the stand-up desk mode or just more stand-up time in general because you're going to burn a lot more calories and they're always touting those stats about the stand-up desk. Uh, Dan says that they they say it burns 100 calories extra per hour uh, for a fit person. Okay, again, this is back and forth commentary over email that's turned into a wonderful show. And my comments are, uh, yes, we can um, appreciate this concept of being obligated to move more and improving our health accordingly, including consuming extra calories, of course, nutritious calories. Now, there's going to be a cutoff point. There's going to be a balance point that we exceed uh, on this bell curve of how much can we move and how much can we eat. And then we can get into the excessive zone, which we talk about so much with Uh, chronic exercise patterns, chronic cardio, uh, excessive visits to the gym for workouts that are slightly too strenuous, that are performed too frequently, that last too long. So we're going to have diminishing marginal returns once we get out to a certain threshold. And I'm just talking about general moving. I'm not talking about doing too many sprint workouts or, um, you know, medium heart rate endurance workouts, but I'm talking about adding more, uh, certainly walking, 
Uh, certainly micro workouts, you can get a lot of that in without any risk of uh, overdoing it or diminishing marginal returns. And one thing that I've thrown in recently is spending more time in the archetypal resting positions. Uh, this is Mark Sisson and uh, his associate uh, actually published some research papers on this. And if you look on YouTube, uh, there's a nice video that we filmed of Mark demonstrating the archetypal resting postures and describing uh, this um, this dynamic where when you are forced to support your body weight on the ground, whether you're kneeling, whether you're sitting uh, with your legs splayed apart and your, your uh, laptop between them, um, all these positions where you have to support your body weight have a wonderful conditioning effect on your muscles, connective tissue, and lymphatic function as well. So uh, a big difference from anchoring in the chair versus sitting on the ground. And I'll sit on the ground for long periods of time and uh, blend that in with uh, periods of time at my stand-up desk and then also some time in a chair. But it's mostly either the ground or the stand-up desk now. And it's a really interesting uh, dynamic and a combo. And pretty soon you realize that you're... Um, you're challenging your muscles, joints, and connective tissue because it gets difficult to maintain the position. You know, I'm, I'm, my legs feel tired uh, from sitting on the ground in a manner that you don't experience when you're uh, sinking into a couch or a comfortable chair. So what is this cutoff point uh, for diminishing returns from doing too much movement? I would contend that it's probably much further out than we think not from doing too much training or medium to strenuous workouts, uh, but simply walking. And there's people that uh, report back after spending the summer walking the Appalachian Trail or the John Muir Trail. So they're out there for 10, 15 miles a day. My sister just went to the Camino in Spain and averaged oh, uh, something like 15 or 20 Ks per day for a few weeks. And all you can say about that is a tremendous health boost with absolutely no adverse effects, especially when you consider the alternative for most of us is spending time indoors connecting to a device and getting into distraction, instant gratification instead of experiencing nature. So the more time we can put in nature and the more movement up to an, an amazing uh, volume where if if we were, um, you know, like uh, Henry David Thoreau and had, um, had the option, maybe walking for four or five hours a day would be optimal for human health. Okay, I think this is back to Dan uh, in the back and forth uh, talking about the, the fitness community, those who are uh, reaching those high levels where they're got their training dialed, their diet optimized, maybe they lost extra body fat from doing keto or low carb or some restrictive diet, and now they're lean and mean and energetic, but then uh, where do they go from there? Could they try to put on more muscle? Yeah, sure, that would be a great goal. Uh, once you get past uh, plenty of functional muscle mass, then you have a, a huge uh, cost of maintaining an extreme amount of muscle mass, right? You have to train like crazy, you have to eat like crazy, and that arguably could be going overboard. Uh, but that functional muscle mass and adding more muscle mass um, is by and large a, an excellent uh, health-promoting, fitness-promoting goal. And then another excellent health-promoting goal for the already fit specimen we're talking about is to try to move more and then uh, consume more calories, including extra carbs if they've got to that point and achieved their six-pack through 
carb restriction. So you got your CrossFit sessions, you're killing it. Uh, you're doing great with your attendance at the gym. You're feeling good about your body composition. So perhaps another good goal, uh, besides the example of adding muscle mass, is to become more active. So throw on some extra walking. I know it's a lot to ask since you already did your awesome CrossFit session in the morning or your gym class, but this is a path, uh, arguably, I love the premise here, to improved health and longevity, and you get to consume extra nutritious calories for arguably further health benefits. Uh, More calories, more movement, and this is when you become, in the words of Dan, the young writer, an absolute furnace. For many people, it doesn't take much. You just take the dog out for a walk uh, every night or in the morning. You bike ride for an errand instead of a drive there, and it can be very enjoyable and a very nice balance. I agree. And Dan continues, with a faster metabolism, many people feel better. They're warmer. Actually, a truly higher body temperature is one of the Uh, signs that your thyroid especially is working optimally. In contrast, a sure sign that some of your dials are getting turned down is a tendency to run cold in the hands and the feet. Uh, That's an indicative of a slow metabolism or a protective metabolism because you're overdoing it with locomotion. And let me tell you, I've had that symptom frequently uh, throughout my uh, adult life of a tendency toward cold hands and feet. And I just thought it was me and my own peculiarities, but now I'm really reflecting on whether I was stacking so many stressors that I was turning down those dials and my thyroid was uh, not sufficiently uh, regulating body temperature up at 98.6. So a faster metabolism means faster recovery from injuries. You're never sick. You're happier, you're not irritable, you're not hungry or hangry, you have a better physique, and usually um, you're less bored too because you're active rather than sitting around because you're too tired to uh, take up the offer uh, of going out for (laughs) a shopping spree or an entertainment option after your busy day. Very interesting. He also says he's a big proponent or an advocate for micro-workouts, much better appealing alternative than killing yourself in the gym for an hour and then compensating for it by sitting on the couch all day. And not just sitting on the couch all day because you can, because you kicked ass at your morning workout, but also being compelled to sit on the couch all day because your body has been overextended and now you're going to be Uh, The hormonal and the genetic switches are going to operate in a way that will uh, kind of regulate or minimize your energy expenditure so that you can survive an overly stressful exercise program. And I have certainly been in that boat, uh, I would say, for an entire decade of my career when I was uh, training and racing on the triathlon circuit where I put out a lot of energy at my formal structured workouts, but I definitely had a lot of couch time because I was too tired to get up off the couch. How about that for an excuse? Okay, thank you, that counts. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. 
This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.